Last week we were talking about the first chapter of the book of Daniel. And we saw a couple of things. We saw, one, that Daniel and his brothers took a hard stand against the culture and the king's order by refusing to eat the king's meat because it had been contaminated by idol worship and wasn't prepared in accordance with the Jewish and Mosaic law, which they had been taught all of their lives and had observed. And in the end, they were honored. Daniel and his brothers were honored by both God's favor and the king for their stand for God. And probably most importantly, how they influenced the king and the kingdom in that the king decreed when he saw that their faces were fairer and fatter. I don't want mine to be fairer and fatter than it is now or anybody else's for that matter. Uh, that he saw that their faces were fairer and fatter, that he decreed all of his kingdom would worship the true God of Israel. What a blessing and what a, an anointing for that period of time that they were there and stood for what they believed. How many would agree it truly, sets, it truly uh, serves well to set ourselves apart for whatever it is that God would have us to do in his service. Today we're going to look at chapter 2. And King Nebuchadnezzar begins having dreams that were very troubling to him. But unfortunately, he forgot the content of the dreams. So he devised a plan. He called, you'll see in verses 4 and 5, he called together the, the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans. And if you remember, they were a special class of seers. And they said, O oh, king, you tell us your dream and we will interpret it for you. Sounds like a reasonable suggestion. But the king said, no, the thing has gone from me. And if you will not make known unto me the dream with the interpretation thereof, you will be cut into pieces and your house will be made a dunghill. He was such a humanitarian king, right? Verse 6, But if you show the dream and the interpretation thereof, you shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and the interpretation thereof. The seers started defending themselves and saying, Lord, this is such a rare thing, or king, this is such a rare thing that you're asking. It's never been done before. And there is not a man upon the face of the earth who can tell you what your dream is. Only the gods can do that. So they went on arguing about it, and the king said, you have no more time. I won't give you any more time to devise an evil plan against me or speak evil words against me. So the king was very upset and angry with them. And he made an immediate decree 
that all the wise men in Babylon were to be killed. It's not funny, but it kind of is. It's like a three-year-old throwing a temper tantrum, only there were people's lives at stake in this tantrum. So his men sought out Daniel and his brothers that they might carry out the, de the king's decree and kill them. So since Daniel had a previous relationship, chapter 1, with King Nebuchadnezzar, he went directly to him and he told him that he would indeed tell him both the dream and the interpretation of it if he would give him just a little more time to pray and ask his God for the information. And the king agreed. So in verse 17, we see Daniel went home and he and his brothers banded together for a night of prayer, beseeching God to reveal the king's dream and its meaning in order to spare their lives. Back in chapter 1, verse 17, the Bible says that God gave Daniel the gift of all wisdom in knowing dreams and interpreting them. The gift of the Holy Spirit that Daniel was filled with was to know dreams and interpret them. So Daniel already had this experience in God, and he told the king with all the faith he could muster in himself that God would move and give him the divine knowledge and he did. Praise the Lord. Verse 19, that night in his sleep, Daniel had a vision which revealed the king's dream, and God gave him the interpretation as well to interpret the dream to the king. And Daniel blessed God and answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons, and he removes kings, and he sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He reveals, verse 22, he reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. I thank thee and I praise thee, O God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might and has made known unto me now what we desire of thee, for thou hast made known unto us the king's matter. So the king inquired of Daniel. We're going to come back to that verse in a minute. The king inquired of Daniel, can you tell me the dream and the interpretation? And Daniel replied, O king, verse 27 and 28, the secret which the king hath demanded cannot be told you by the wise men or the astrologers, the magicians or the soothsayers, but there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets and he makes known to the king what shall be in the latter days. And he told the king the details of his dream. And Daniel said, King, I'm not telling you this because I'm any better than anyone else. 
but that you might know the thoughts of your heart. And in verse 44, Daniel prophesied of the latter days of, the, of Christ's kingdom, which was the interpretation of the dream. And God shall set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break into pieces and consume all of these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. The great God has made known to the king what shall come to pass thereafter, hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof is sure. And the king fell down and worshipped and said of a truth, Your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, seeing how that you could reveal this secret to me. And the king made Daniel a great man and made him ruler over all the province of Babylon and of the chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. Then Daniel requested that the king also set up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his brothers, over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the king's gate. Folks, know this. God knows and reveals the deep secret things even today. We can trust in him. We put our faith in him because he's proven himself faithful, true, and holy, and that he is no respecter of persons. Daniel proclaimed, there's a God in heaven. I proclaim that today. There is a God in heaven who knows the secrets, the evil secrets and the good secrets, and he can reveal them both just as he did for Daniel. The Bible has a lot to say about secrets. I'm just blown away at how timely these messages have been the last two weeks. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus was giving his disciples a warning about the leaven of the Pharisees, which he called hypocrisy, the false doctrine, doctrines that they were teaching. And Jesus said in verse 1 that they were, actually I looked it up, what, what the leaven and the false doctrines were referring to there, and it says that they were substituting the traditions of men and providing their own interpretations for them and perverting the real word of God, which they didn't believe in their hearts anyway. So they were misusing the word of God for their own benefit. But Jesus said a little later on that just a little bit of leaven spoils the whole loaf. Falsehoods, lies, evil, 
false doctrines, words spoken that might sound good to the ear, but that are twisted from God's word will cause devastation. It will cause it to the speaker and to the hearer. And Jesus said this in Luke 2, excuse me, 12 and 2, Luke 12 and 2, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hidden that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which you have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed from the housetops. I believe today that God has his own way of revealing secrets. It doesn't follow our time frame, but it's God's way, and he knows what he is doing. And as I said, Daniel was filled with the Holy Spirit. He had the gift of interpretation. It's the same interpretation, excuse me, the same gift that we see operating today that interprets the gifts of tongues and dreams and visions, prophecy as was recorded in Daniel. It's the one and same spirit. So likewise, when it's time to reveal those dark, evil secrets that were devised in the hearts of evil men. It's the same Holy Spirit that will bring it to the light, that will cause it to be known, because it's God's plan to use his Spirit and use people who know him to do this. I want to tell you something I heard. You've heard the, you've heard the attorney, uh, Sidney Powell, who is now on the president's team. There's another attorney that's on the president's team. His name is Lynn Wood. I don't know a whole lot about him, but what I do know is this. You are all seasoned, long-time Christians. I'm pretty sure you've probably all heard of a, a man named Kim Clement, who's given many, many prophecies over the last uh, probably 20 years that I'm aware of, and many of them are about President Trump directly, named him by name many years ago. I would say, I don't know, does anybody know how many years ago? I haven't counted it up, but at least 10, before, before he was ever even thought of on the, on the horizon. Lynn Wood said, I know his prophecies. I trust his prophecies. I believe in his prophecies, and I believe that Donald Trump did not go into the White House a Christian, spirit-loving man, 
but I've seen proof that he is now. And you can take it to the bank. If Lynn Wood and his attorney team knows this, so does our president. And I have been so encouraged by that this week that Donald Trump knows who put him in place, knows who's keeping him in place, and knows that this same God of Daniel will reveal when it's time the secret things. Let's stand this morning. Lord, let's just pray. Lord, we know that you are the revealer. Pray with me, folks. Lift up your voice and ask the Lord to reveal in his time the exact secret things that need to become to the light. Shakaya corner aboko siri aboko. Yamoko shai, yamoko sandai, yamoko siri, yamoki atai. Lord, we need your touch. We need your Holy Spirit, God, to go deep and do a deep dive into this dark place, the places that we cannot go, Lord, but your spirit knows. Your spirit can go deep into these places and bring it out. And we ask you this morning, humbly before your throne, Lord, we ask you to do it now, for time is short, and you know the times and the seasons, and you put up the kings and you take down the kings, Lord. Our trust is in you, not in a man, but in you. And we ask you this morning, O oh God, to be the revealer of the secret things now in this country and rooted out from the depth that it came from, Lord. And we cast it back out into the depths from which it came and where it belongs. In your name, in your name, in your name, Holy Spirit, move upon us, Lord. Let us see the light, Lord. Keep your light shined abroad in our hearts, Lord, that we not become discouraged, that we not become confused, but our eyes are on you. And we keep our eyes on you, Lord, and we see those things revealed by your hand. And we give you praise and glory and honor today, Lord, for you are the Lord of lords. You are the God of kings, and we praise your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, how I thank you, Lord. How I thank you, Lord. Shakaya toko shiyama kosi andriyaiki. Horamo kosiyama kishatai. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hatoramo shiyama kosatai. For this is not a game, this is not playtime, 
This is wartime, and I'm glad that you're praying. I'm glad that you're seeking my face to be the revealer of things, the dark and evil things of this world. Seek my face and stay in my wake, as I said before, and I will keep you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It is not playtime, it is wartime. And we war on our knees as we know. In his name we war on our knees. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father, thank you, Father. If this is not a relevant day, a relevant message, I don't know if I've ever heard one. I was so humbled when the Lord gave this to me. The way it happened is, as I said a week ago, that when the Lord put this particular set of scriptures on my heart, it was overwhelming, it was too much all at one time, and the Lord just said, split it apart, and I thought, but Lord, I don't think there's enough in each piece to be, it's to stand alone and be its own thing, but when I sat down and I read this, the revealer of secrets, oh, thank God we serve the revealer of secrets, folks, oh, and our hands are in his, and he holds this world in his hands, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just praise him one more time. Oh, Father, I thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace and your wisdom and knowledge, all of it, Lord, that you've endowed us with as your children. Go with us this week, Lord, and we stay behind your wake. We keep our eyes on you and our hand in yours knowing that you will not let go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, Mom uh, mentioned to me yesterday what she was listening to, that discussion with uh, lawyer Lynn Wood, and I, Audrey and I uh, listened as well. Now, I expected um, a Southern lawyer playing, paying lip service to Christianity to kind of gather in a little bit of everybody in support. I did not expect him to say, yes, I know those prophecies. Yes, I've heard those prophecies. Yes, I absolutely believe in those prophecies. And I live each day in the words of Jesus, taking, you know, living in each day and knowing that he provides and he plots and plans. And I just, I just follow the words of Jesus. He is clearly a spirit-filled man. And not, what he was describing was not what you say for popularity. If nothing else, he'll be characterized as more of a crazy, more of a kook because he believes in prophecy, because he believes that God guides our steps. But just so it's clear that we're not taking a political stand here for any political party or person. We've been praying all year for the truth of God to be revealed. And what this man said, you know, he was being interviewed and the interviewer said, I've, 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 understood that there is massive corruption in our government, but not only amongst the Democrats, but among the Republicans too. And he said, at least as much. And 
troubling, but we want the truth out. As mom said, a little leaven um, ruins the entire batch, right? That's a bad paraphrase, but, but that's the truth of it. We don't want any corruption in our government. We want people to be honest, to be accountable, to be, to be beholden to the people and to Christ. That's what we want in our government, so we don't care the name, the party, you know, whether it's Donald Trump or anyone else. We want truth. We want honesty. We should expect that much from the leaders that we put into Washington and into our state houses and even our own local county uh, houses and boards. We want the truth. We want honesty. We don't want to be lied to. We certainly don't want people serving the enemy of God and his people in, our, in power. And so I just wanted to clarify, I was blown away by that guy's commitment to Christ and his, you know, command of Scripture, uh, you know, and I was expecting somebody who was, you know, smart enough to kind of play to evangelicals as kind of a voting block or, you know, in a political way. That was nothing like what I heard. Um, I'm thankful that there's some spirit-filled people close to the president, um, and he didn't he, he had some of this on firsthand account. He had some of this on revelation and faith. Um, but I take it all because I, I, I believed what he said was encouraged by the um, unity with these words from the Lord, these revelations from God, but also disturbed by the depth of corruption that he described. Um, he said, I, we have proof of some, we don't have proof of all, but he has absolute confidence because the scripture says the dark things will be revealed. The lies will be revealed. And that's on the basis of the word of God, which is the best evidence that we have to rely upon. So I just wanted to mention that, that it's, it's, um, it's, tr it's troubling, it really is, but it's encouraging to that we have the expectancy that Christ will reveal these dark things, these secrets, the mysteries will be revealed by him. I just wanted to add that, um, that it's, uh, it's, it's very serious. And as, as the word of God said today, it's, it's not playtime, it's wartime. But we have the victory. Uh, you already dismissed in prayer. Well, Heavenly Father, we pray that you bless this Thanksgiving time. Be with each and every one here, Lord God. Go with them and keep them safe in any travels going and coming, Lord God. We pray that you bless the family time. We pray that you bless the time with friends and loved ones. And we ask, Lord God, a holy protection as we gather together, Lord God. Let us not be in fear. Let us go in the confidence of your salvation and protection. And we pray that you bring each and every one back saved safe and sound, mighty God. In your name we pray. Amen.